0: from the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned and now
2: happy two year
3: anniversary to us uh you're the only one laughing sideshow bob two years the destruction you've done to the principles of this country let alone the security and safety of it the well-being almost can't be quantified but let's cover just a couple of those topics what do you say stupid are you in i think you are you got nothing else to say, do you?
2: All right. Happy two-year anniversary to us. Uh, <laughs> anyway.
1: You're
3: All even right. dumber when you try to be Cavalier.
4: <laughs>
3: so, Alphabet announces 12,000 layoffs. Ford lays off more people. Layoffs are through the, through the moon. We are up against the debt ceiling. Did anybody hear anything today? Any- we-, we hit the debt ceiling yesterday. Just ignore it. Like every other Democrat, crackhead, scumbag, lowlife roach. Just ignore it. And the stock market will rally 331 points. You won't believe me, but that's what happened today. And mum's the word. Because now the Federal Reserve, the American government, is acting rogue once again. And it doesn't matter because there are no restraints on government. It can do whatever the frack it wants to, even when it kills people. And that's what we're doing right now. A Navy SEAL is dead, undeniable, among other Americans that we've been able to deny. There's been exchanges of prisoners between Russia and America because our prisoners are getting captured as they pretend to be the Ukrainian military. Not the Azovs or the Tornadoes, not the Nazi battalions, but just the standard backup ones. There had been a civil war in Ukraine that no one wants to talk about. For eight years. For eight years, people who were able to read said, what the hell is going on with Ukraine and Russia? And now we're supposed to take who I have determined, in my opinion, is the absolute wrong side. And aside from all of the refugees that are now here in this country, getting SSI, getting food stamps, getting all benefits that they never paid into, we're all supposed to sit down and shut up. As this continued government borrows $4 billion a day, every day, regardless of the money it confiscates. And I was going through some of the numbers, and I remembered when the dimwitted diapers. I remembered when he said this, as I was watching the news today.
5: In between Davos, we've got a real good update in Davos, but here. And today, I'm announcing the United States is prepared to commit more than $1 billion in humanitarian assistance to help get relief to millions of Ukrainians affected by the war in ukraine oh god so aside from all of the help
3: that we're, we're paying for all of the refugees here that's one billion for the refugees not here and i have to listen to this idiot the broker from raytheon lloyd austin was a bust out he's worth 11 million dollars he didn't make any money in the military he made it all when he was an arms dealer just like the Russian we gave back without the, the zippy music.
2: Go, Victor Bout.
1: Go,
3: Victor. The only difference between Victor Bout and Lloyd Austin is Lloyd Austin has a costume he occasionally wears.
2: Defense
6: Secretary Lloyd Austin came to Germany to deliver a message, urging allies to ramp up their military aid to Ukraine.
7: This is not a moment to slow down. It's a time to dig deeper. The Ukrainian people are watching us.
3: First of all, I don't give a rip who's watching us, you fraud, because anybody with I- eyes and an IQ sees what you are. You're a liar, a fraud and a war profiteer. And regardless of all of the deaths, the one thing you never want to do is hear the points of exactly why you're in this war. You do not want it to get out.
7: Here are the undeniable facts. There are 25 to 30 U.S. funded bio labs in Ukraine. According to the U.S. government. Why? Why, Lloyd Austin,
3: you war profiteer, just like Victor Bout, without the clothes, the music, or the hookers, or probably the heterosexuality?
7: <laughs> Easy,
3: Victor. We're going to get to you. We're talking about Lloyd now.
7: The Kremlin is watching us. In
3: history. No, the, the Kremlin is laughing at you, and they're also laughing at the American people who continue to blindfold themselves with the flag
7: that you've desecrated, you fraud. He is watching us.
6: Also closely watching Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky, who's made clear exactly what his troops need. Oh, I know what he needs.
7: I know. Financial, financial assistance is also critically important, and I would like to thank you.
3: Thank you very much. Thank you. ...for bulls, financial packages you have already provided us with, and the ones you may be willing to decide on. There it is. What are you going to do? You're going to go buy some more of those transformer sweatshirts you like walking around in? You're stealing the money. That's what you're doing.
6: (laughs) Namely tanks, modern Western ones. Like Germany's Leopard 2 tanks used by armies across Europe... Berlin's hesitant to export them, concerned about... Boy, oh boy. The Germans. I wonder, are they going to just roll
3: with that whole Azov tornado and just just finally give in to what you really are? But
0: can you imagine that in 10 years when we are sitting here, we have an implant in our brains?
3: I think the son of the Nazi supports the war with Russia. They, they were big into the war in World War II with Russia. Nazis have been consistent, really, since Adolf Hitler was wearing Hugo Boss. Now, they've got us in it.
6: ...not upping the ante. It wants Washington to send its Abrams tanks, which the U.S. says wouldn't be a good fit. And while Western allies talk it out, the Kremlins already responded, saying that supplying such vehicles would cause more problems for the Ukrainian people.
3: Yeah, because they're kicking their ass. Ukraine lost the war... Months ago, we're fighting the war. NATO's fighting the war. Poland, Germany, they're all fighting the war. Ukraine, it's gone. They're just running around Europe with our money. And they want to thank us to let us know it's an investment. Our money is not charity. Yes, it is. That's exactly what it is. It's charity, and it's a payoff. But they were very smart. Very, very smart. This has been a plan that's been in effect almost as long as the bioweapon covid
5: ...convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, probably, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev and... Uh... By the way,
3: before the outright redistribution of the American people's money to the corrupt oligarch around Europe, we were doing something called loan guarantees, which means Ihor Kolomoisky would take out lo- loans, never make payments, and they would go away. And that's why they always buy Democrat scoundrel politicians and Republicans. That's why, no matter how bad the war is, the Ukrainian lobbyists, they keep multiplying. We now have five times as many Ukrainian lobbyists in this country than we had prior to this funding of corruption.
5: And I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from... Uh, Yatsenyuk, that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had, they were walking out to press conference, said, no, nah. I said, I'm not going to, we're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him.
3: Money well invested. And now maybe there's some documents that can link this wrinkled ass, dementia ridden whore back to the crime that is the war in Ukraine that we're funding. But How are we going to figure it out?
5: I think you're going to find there's nothing there. I have no regrets. I'm following what the lawyers have told me they want me to do. It's exactly what we're doing. There's no there there. Thank you. All
7: right. We
3: found out Joe Biden's credo. That's my credo. No regrets. Mm -hmm. Just get some lawyers on the
5: line. I want the record to show. I don't know what questions I didn't answer. I'm prepared later. Thank you very much.
3: Isn't that fantastic? And to think,
5: we're only two
3: years into this.
2: All right, happy two-year anniversary to us. Uh,
3: (laughs) American Dark Ages doesn't celebrate its birthday. Sideshow Bob, dimwit, Democrat, propagandist, fraud that you are. 312-642-5600
8: make money
0: smoke cigars and live free on the sean thompson show on am 560 the answer am 560 the answer
3: not a word the money continues to flow there never was a debt ceiling it's an illusion it's a political talking point it doesn't mean jack if it did all the money would stop for unjust wars all of it would stop to people who are on our welfare that are not our citizens. But yet what they are are supporters of our American version of corruption.
6: The defense ministers meeting in Germany are well aware that turning the tide on Russia will likely mean more weapons, not less. Helena Humphrey, CBS News. What about the climate? Hey, Davos, what about
3: the climate? Climate change and global warming as you blow this dung up. What's it do? CO2? We gonna do? We gonna what's the ESG rating of Raytheon or Lockheed Martin or Boeing? What's the ESG rating of government spending? So let me get this straight: you're gonna tax the people for global warming, then you're gonna take their money and you're gonna blow dung up. That's what you're gonna do. Not to mention the money you're giving to non-citizens. Boy, it seems like a plot to suck out the wealth of the individual American in the name of spreading it, redistrib- redistributing it to all of the cohorts of corruption and war profiteers like Victor Bout and Lloyd Austin and the guy with the Transformer sweatshirt on who keeps coming over here borrowing more money saying it's not charity. Fantastic Friday. Party like a Ukrainian lobbyist. And when your credit card bill is maxed out, act like Jan- Janet Yellen. Who gives a rip? Just keep spending. Huh, dummy? Cream puff, Jim. Here's a guy that voted for all this. How do you feel about I, all of this, you big dummy? I, I, I think it's time to
9: mint a trillion million coin with Thomas Paine's uh, push on it. You know, it's and not going to be
3: like those coins you grew up on where you could peel them back and eat the chocolate inside. You know, right?
8: No, but you know, I think it's about time we did. Because remember, Sean, man does not live by blood alone. So... Anyway, you have I mean, a great readily, weekend. But,
3: yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Thank good everybody. news is, Jim, you've been living on, on checks that haven't uh, been balanced, and they just keep writing you to checks. God, what the hell's the difference, right? You're right. You're exactly
8: right. You're exactly
9: right. If, if, the, music, if, if the musical chairs stop, I'm, I'm doomed.
3: Yeah, anyway. and you know the record. Any quest, Any country that questions our dollar, we bomb the hell out of them. Thank you very much. We'll find out about what's going on at the Horn of Africa and the rest of that, too. Uh, Craig? Or, I'm sorry, Greg Rogers Park.
7: Hi, Sean. Happy New Year. Uh, Sean, first of all, I just want to thank you for having a podcast, because it's nice to go back and listen to your interviews with your guests and other parts Well, let me tell you from. something. We had, for... we
3: had a fill-in for the lovely Honey Bunny yesterday who took a well-deserved day off. We had a guy in here, Square Toes Jim, who's kind of built like an egg with toothpicks on the bottom. He forgot to load the podcast. Either that or he simply so I got didn't know today. how. Yeah. yeah.
7: But, thanks, but thanks for doing the podcast. It's very nice of you. Um, But I want to bring up right next to me here in Evanston, the idiots now are saying you want to ban natural gas altogether, not just for the stove, but for everything. So you can't have (laughs) hot water heaters or everything.
3: Yeah, they're going to you're going to love you're going to love the 18th century. And then it won't be long, we'll be back in the 17th century. You're going to love it. It's a lot like now, except you're miserable. And you die young, and you live in a very, what what is approved, way of uh, uh, green energy and ESGs, and the government will love it. They, however, they will have hot water. They will have cars and private planes. You, the plebe, you're going to get used to it. Greg, thank you very much for calling. And it kind of reminds me of Kamala Harris, the moron. I want you to see what she, uh, her enlightening people as to yesterday, how electricity is working.
1: Today, America has more than half a million miles of transmission lines, enough to wrap around the globe 24 times. These lines connect the power plants where electricity is created to homes and businesses and schools. and. Hey,
3: hey, hey, stupid. I know, it's Friday, you got your clothes on, and you don't know what to do. But the reality, w- w- what do you mean created? What do you mean created? You mean there's like a, a wizard, and there's a, a magic potion? Or, 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 dummy, is it uh, coal, natural gas, oil, that blessing from Odin? Is it that? What exactly, how many things are The common denominator, all sharing the common denominator of oil.
10: How dimwit? had 200 years to replace fossil fuels and been is unable he? to do it. You know, they come up, well, renewables are going to replace fossil fuels. Well, renewables oh. only generate electricity. Wind generates electricity. Sun generates electricity. Wind turbines, solar panels can manufacture nothing for society. In fact, if you look back at it, all the parts of wind turbines, all the parts of solar panels, is all made with the derivatives manufactured from crude oil. The basic problem is they don't. Everything in your life is.
3: Do you know why I'm here? There was a show that was on WLS, got to be 13 years ago, 13 years ago. It had one Dan Proft and one uh, Bruce Wolf. It's a Saturday, and I was listening to these two guys talk about oil, and I called in. Every single thing in our life, every piece of clothing, every roof tile, every wire, everything in your phone, everything that makes your life the luxury that it is, is oil. All of it. Oil is the greatest blessing to mankind. And these idiots, these 20-year-old spoiled brats, these imbeciles who are there because of their genitals, not their brain, like Kamala Harris, they're going to enlighten us all? You
1: idiot. Hospitals across our nation. Think about it. Every time you turn on a light or charge your laptop or plug in your air conditioner...
3: You should kiss oil. Get down on your knees. Not the old-fashioned way. Get down on your knees and pray. Thank God for oil, you dimwit. Every luxury we have, everything we have, we owe to that. And you're you're, you're attacking it? And you're going to make it more expensive? As you've always done. And when I say you, I mean the government. The government has always lied to the people about oil. They didn't want you to know how plentiful it was. They didn't want you to know that it's always here, under every piece of dirt, depending on how far you dig, and you can make it synthetically. Yes, you can. All of these problems we have, they're man-made because we've let people get to office for their sexual proclivities, their sexual performance, like Kamala Harris, and for all other reasons other than their intellect. So let's listen to Mrs. Wizard.
1: Or put leftovers in the fridge. You rely on the power delivered by our nation's network of transmission lines.
3: So why are you trying to ruin it, dimwit? By the way, you know what old uh, real estate brokers who were sin- swindlers used to say when they flicked the switch? Squirrel. ION. And this house comes with ION. Instant on Lighting.
6: Are you able to give us any insight into any conversations you had around border issues and what maybe we can expect moving forward from your.
3: Mitchell, this plans. I know it's IOL.
6: You know, John.
7: Uh, keep in mind that, you know, Oswald, 10 days before the assassination, he goes to the FBI branch office, drops off a letter to J.P. Hosty saying, stay and lay off my Russian wife or there'll be consequences. Now, let me ask you this real quick. If you were about to kill the president of the United States, would you be dumb enough to go to the FBI branch office in Dallas, Texas, and drop up a letter and then kill the president and then go into a movie? Do you hear what I'm saying here, (laughs) Daddy-O? I think
3: we've all established that's just one of the lies. I'm more interested in the current lies that are killing people in real time where we have our mercenaries. We pretend they they are... uh, Absent without leave from our military, their Navy SEALs, the billions upon billions of dollars. That's what I find to be atrocious. Glenn Oakbrook.
8: Hey, Sean. Uh, This Supreme Court, I can't find the leaker business is a bunch of baloney. They can figure it out. They just choose not to.
3: Do you know what I learned? I think it was Woodward. Did you know that Woodward has a very shady past? And he came out of naval intelligence, and he never really was a reporter before all of the scandal that happened with Nixon. This leaker issue this is not leaker this is this is the uh, the psychological operation the government wants to have on the people right so all of this all of what we 're facing is is different versions of propaganda, different layers to where you have good people now supporting open and notorious corruption on all fronts, so when it comes from the Supreme Court, or when it comes from the military industrial complex, or when it comes from big pharma, you have to realize what exactly is happening to the American people. For the first time, the government is open in its propaganda to the people. Thank you very much, Glenn. It's truly outrageous, and we're going to cover exactly what I mean by that in Davos and the money scheme of Pfizer and the rest of them, and the fraud in a vaccine that turns out to be really harming people. We'll discuss that and more when I get back.
0: He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer.
3: So watching the uh, the debate only reaffirms my opinion of Chicago. Different versions of the same stupidity, different costumes, different outfits.
5: All relatively ugly. What we need to do is return to a community policing strategy that has beat cops on every beat. Take the handcuffs off the police and put on people who was actually doing that. We need to listen more to our youth. What you're going to hear on this stage is the
3: same old talking points from 40... Finally, one one of these idiot Democrats I agree with, my next guest is one of those old Chicago copper kids. Ingrained in the city of Chicago. Generations. He's got his own kids... He wants things to change. He puts up a valiant effort, He tries to get involved, and he now is polling. He is a pollster for M3 Strategies. He formerly ran as a Cook County commissioner, but he doesn't know how to back his car into a forest preserve. He didn't win. His name is Matt Podgorski. Matt, how are you?
7: Great, Sean. Thanks for having me on.
3: Hey, thanks for putting up the fight. As I watched that debacle last night, it was comical. Um, I'm confused as to Lori Lightfoot's balding. You think she shaves that in? And does it distract from the fact that they're all pretty much promoting the same money, black hole policies of fund losers and bailout unions? But did somebody shine? Was there, a, was there an uptick? Is there a ray of possibility?
7: Uh, you know i hate to comment on the debate i'd rather stick to the to the objective numbers in the poll but i do have a question for you that maybe you're a worldly well-read guy yeah, yes. and i like to think i am but there's a word that keeps getting thrown around and it just started coming around in the last 10 years and i honestly don't know what it means equity equity what does that mean equity is I a no i know what equality i know equality means equity used to just be how much value you have in your company or in your home? What does it mean now? Equity, that you, know, it, you,
3: you know what yeah. I want you? You know what you'd love, and I'm serious about this. Mm-hmm. If you really dive into Karl Marx and you really see, he was quite smart, although really a head case, hated his father, hated the success, and failure. So he came up with the bastardization of language to mm-hmm. use as a Trojan horse of corrupt fascism see that's what marxism is it's 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 a different version of fascism and they use this word that most people like you don't have but you have the courage to say that that word is incorrect and what they're trying to establish is equity in their community all by people who are scum all by people who are do not contribute to the well-being of society so in other words can a drug dealer have equity of course not he's a criminal can a drug addict have equity of course not he's a roach But they want you to feel like he's on par with the guy who gets up every morning, tired as a mother-joner, gets up, takes a shower, goes to one job, then leaves that job, goes to another job. It's like the old Bronx tale. Who's the tough guy? The half-ass guy? The guy who drives
7: the bus every day. the guy that drives the bus. The guy that drives the bus is the tough guy.
3: Right? Got it. But they all had equity.
7: Yeah. Yeah. I can't understand it. I taught for ten years at Northeastern. I it was always equality, equality, equality and all of a sudden one day I woke up and it's equity. I, what the hell's going on? Anyway, I digress. To to the to the poll, Sean, if we if we yeah. can. Yes. Um did did a poll that finished a couple of days before the debate. Uh, and, and I've been doing some polling on this race for a couple of months now and um, it may surprise some folks that um, uh, we've got a new front runner now. Paul Vallis went from second place in my poll a month ago all the way up to first place with a with a rad, rather substantial lead. He's uh, he's at twenty six percent, with Chewy Garcia down to nineteen. Um, and then interestingly, Brandon Johnson, who's a CTU backed candidate, is in third place now. And our mayor has dropped all the way down to fourth. And I I've never seen anything like this. We're an incumbent mayor, first term incumbent mayor. Is is almost certain to not make the runoff, and I'm curious to think, to know what what your thoughts are on that. If these numbers are hold, or or what? <clears throat> I think the great. I, I what
3: what people sell as as a quality of life and a quality of humanity. I think is a, is 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 anything but a quality, and that is the the right to to kind of adapt to your surroundings and your circumstances. I don't think people in Illinois. Realize, in specifically Chicago, realize just what a laughing stock failure your government is, and specifically your mayor. I think they're getting a window into it, but when you talk to people who are not from Chicago, when you talk to, to people, good people of conscience uh, in, around the country, Lori Lightfoot is a punchline, and she's finally, finally, uh, the people are waking up to the joke, and the joke is on them. And nothing good will happen if Lori Lightfoot remains in office, as nothing good happened while she was in office. All you will get are excuses and lies with a bitter, arrogant tone of achievement in her voice. She is the stereotypical Democrat, a failure and arrogant about it.
7: Uh, I'll tell you what, one thing that, I, that str- a lot struck me in this poll, but... A lot of people have been trying to handicap this race, and they're trying to do it in a sort of 1983 lens of how Chicagoans vote. Back, back and you know what I mean by that. Back yeah. when, when racial racial profile was the was the number one driver by far in how you voted in these in these aldermanic and mayor elections, and it really has changed. Because I, I was certain when I, when these numbers came back that you know Paul Vallis's numbers were going to be driven almost exclusively within the white community. And Brandon Johnson was going to be, you know, seeing his surge in the black community. What I found was really quite the opposite. So Paul Vallis is in first place within the self identified white voters. He's in second place within the self identified Latino voters. But the most striking was he's in third place within the self identified black or African American voters. So he's beating three other or four other black candidates out. Within the black vote, when I th- found that really, really interesting, I also saw that Brandon Johnson, his best demographic is amongst white voters as mm-hmm. opposed to black voters, which really tells me it's really more about ide- ideology.
3: Yeah. Uh, well, for, you know, Matt, sooner Brandon or later, the good. people of, who are who are in these these ghettos that were constructed by policy, sooner or later, they're going to wake up and they're going to realize, hey, I'm being played. And they'll understand, and when you talk about CTU-backed people, this is this to me is the greatest outrage that there should be. You're spending $28,000 per chair, per register, regardless of the kids that, that go to school. You have some schools where the, the attendance is, is a fraction of what the school's capable of holding, yet they continue to build more schools. And the re- reason is, it's a, it's a money fraud to the CTU. And if you look at the parking lot, and then you look at the teachers themselves, who barely are articulate enough to be teachers and yet you see seven percent of the kids can read if you are cumulatively going with fourth graders in chicago fourth graders seven percent of those kids can read and you understand why would why would society pay twenty eight thousand dollars a year for a product that has a better chance of being a prisoner an illiterate prisoner than a good citizen at what point does that system break and you know you think about the people that have made an exodus and you, you got to figure we're almost there, but you'll find out in this election as far as I'm concerned, because if they, if they vote for one of these frauds, then I think you're going to be uh, uh, on the fast track. Paul Vallis, I disagree with him on many, many, many issues, but he's got some issues that would be an asset to the city of Chicago. But until you decide to prosecute the criminals and stop penalizing the good people, you're going to have a, 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 a path to the same destination, in my opinion.
7: Yeah, there's a lot of problems in Chicago, no doubt about it. And, you know, in the polling consistently, consistently across all demographics, ages, and everything shows that crime is the number one, two, and three issue. Um, it wasn't necessarily statewide in this last governor's race, but when you look at Chicago proper, it's absolutely the top issue. And
3: LaSalle Financial District, five million empty square feet. That's game over, brother. That's game and they're over. Gonna have to-
7: Earth that to residential and what's that going to do to the rest of the residential market well that's right? their it's, plan, their understand. plan is to make that
3: section 8, they think they're smart they're going to get their greasy Resco's and all the other developers that have been bribing these dimwits to fail they're going to come in there, they're going to make a fortune on the grants and all the nonsense and then you're going to turn it into a place nobody ever wants to go because here's the skinny, when people don't pay for what they, where they live or how they live, those areas aren't good areas to be around and for some reason, we can't figure that out.
7: So, Sean, so, let me ask you, a, you don't live in Chicago anymore. You've gotten far yeah. away from, and even when you're in town. Yeah. Who, do you, who have you been, or who are you going to recommend to your voters to take a hard look at if they do live in the, the city of Chicago?
3: I have a, a, unique, a unique show. I, um, to me, their listeners are family, and I will never give them advice I wouldn't partake in. <laughs> and that's, I mean, I know that's not the answer you want. But sure, to me, no, I'm just curious. To me sure. you have one, one thing you can do, and that's to get your family to safety. And safety right. will not come with an election. It will not come. It's well, a mindset. I'm in, Edis- it's a I'm mindset. in
7: Edison Park, so we're, we, have a, we have a little niche here of a, of a mostly safe area, but it ain't as safe as it used to be. That's oh, sure. I'm very familiar with Edison Park. I have a nephew
3: who's on the job, and I'm not going to say where he lives. But mm-hmm. that area is still okay. But that's how, 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 how outrageous it is. You're now, if you have enough cops on your block, enough men with guns who will protect the other people without, and enough men of character, then you're okay. But it's heartbreaking to see what goes on in, in Lincoln Park and Wrigleyville. And, and, uh, just pick an, an area. There's no good area. And you see Michigan Avenue, and you realize the taxes you've driven out, and all you're relying on are property taxes, where right now the replacement rate, is what a tenfold from where you could purchase the property because the owners now want to get the hell out of there. This is it. It's, it's, it's over. So if you don't pull your head out of your derriere as a city and
7: policies <laughs> and I'll see you later, you know what I mean? No. And it's interesting because the polling's so obvious that crime's the top, top, top issue. And, and I, somebody sent me a, 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 a headline, a snapshot of something Chuy Garcia came out with. And of course, they came up with their own public safety plan, which is, you know, balanced and all that stuff. But he he had to throw in there that he came up with a major idea for gender equity. And I just... Here's when you're in this environment, it's the wartime president, right? It's the it's the Tom Hagen versus oh, man, right? we, and it's man, other. the wartime president is telling us we need gender equity right now. I just well, we also have to focus
3: on this. Crime is a problem everywhere. The only difference is who protects the honest citizens from the bad ones. That's the best place to live. There's crime in Florida. But if you commit it, your ass is going to prison till you forget your name. You're walking around like Joe Biden. You're not out the next day. So it's not just crime, it's the willingness to identify and punish. And the Democrat sewers do not have that anymore. So let them feast among their own. All right. I love you. you. Thanks. Good luck. Stay safe. See you, bud. Bye-bye. 312-642-5600.
7: I was just listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled.
5: He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute
7: disgrace. Thank you.
0: From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This
3: looks like a top of me,
1: so everybody just follow me.
3: Constitutional Republic, land of the free, home of the brave, liberty and justice for all. Poppycock, we are the victims of a psychological coup d'etat. We are now the willing, sometimes unwilling, but definitely the slaves of a corrupt oligarch run system. It's not capitalism, it's corporatism. It's not based in property rights or the Enlightenment. We are a quasi-European socialist, top-down authoritarian country. Sorry, it's just the way it is. My next guest is a professor, author of 12 books, including Thought Crime and Beyond Woke, distinguished fellow at Hillsdale College, former professor of liberal studies and global liberal studies at NYU. His new book, The Great Reset and the Struggle for Liberty, Unraveling the Global Agenda, his name is Dr. Michael Rechtenwald. Professor, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? Great. Great to be here, Sean. Thanks for having me. I want my country back. That ceilings, Congress, the Senate. It's all moot. None of it matters. We are a runaway totalitarian society. And if I don't like the policies, too bad.
4: Absolutely. I mean, it's it's been... Uh rammed down our throats, and uh, Biden is nothing but a puppet of these global totalitarian uh, puppet masters, and uh, he's doing their bidding, uh, probably unwittingly because he doesn't know what's going on. Uh, But this Politburo is running the country, and uh, they are utterly infiltrated by globalists, and I I couldn't agree with you more.
3: You know, Doctor, it's open and notorious, this so-called meeting at Davos, which I am astonished is legal ...for governors, congressmen, the head of the FBI, government officials... ...to not only go to, but to base policy on. And aside from the fact that Klaus Schwab is the son of Eugen Schwab... ...a high-ranking Nazi, the manufacturer of flamethrowers during World War II... ...I mean, you know, I, I look at this. I look at what Ukraine is. I look at who their military is, the Azov Battalion and the Tornadoes. And I'm wondering... Did the Nazis lose World War Two? What the hell is going on here, Professor?
4: It doesn't look like it, does it? I mean, uh, we're, we're seeing really a kind of new fascism here being instituted uh, worldwide, you know, with the World Economic Forum as the quarterback, you know, executing the plays. And uh, there, these plays are being called down from the booth. And the booth is really the International Monetary Fund, the Bank of International Settlements, the European Central Bank, the U.N., and like and another like-minded globalist organizations and players. Uh, so, I mean, this is what's happening. Uh, it's not a conspiracy theory. This is a conspiracy fact. I've documented it all in this book. There is not one statement I make that isn't sourced to the original sources, and uh, it, it's all happening. It's real. And uh, there's uh, we need to be alert to what's going on. We need to be alarmed about what's going on. And when
3: you see that um, liberty has been so politicized, yet there is a duopoly in control of this country. And both of them are willing to sacrifice the people and give away the individual liberty the country's built on. And what I love about your perspective is you I view myself as a liberal. I am not a Republican. They repulse me slightly less than the Democrat-Marxist mm-hmm. mafia. You, you were a professor for 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 this kind of ideology for all of your career, global liberal studies and liberal studies in general. I don't think th- that what will save this country are the corporatist Republicans who have benefited from the corruption among our American oligarchs on Wall Street and all the rest of it. As we have this open bribery system of campaign contributions, as all of these these political uh, uh, workers become multimillionaires because they circumvent the very taxes they cast on all of us, it's the only sector of our economy that's not taxed. Are the am I being too optimistic? I believe that the, the, <laughs> what will save us is me, you. And people who formally called themselves the left, because it's not going to be the saving of the right. As they are go along, to get along, they just want to do it in well-tailored
4: suits. Yeah, I mean, what we're saying is basically we are dissidents, and that's the only real way to refer to us, I think, that makes any sense. It's not right-wing, it's not Republican, it's, not, it's nothing but dissidents against the totalitarian regime. I've been saying this for some time. And the left, whatever they are, they're the foot soldiers. They are the minions of this regime. They are doing its bidding, unwittingly perhaps, but definitely. So this leaves nothing but the dissidents who can oppose this. And we need to grow our numbers. We need to alert and awaken people, not to make them woke, but to make them awake to what this regime is up to.
3: And the greatest asset to this New Fourth Reich, as I call it. The greatest asset was COVID. It forever changed the trajectory of the principles of this nation. When good people willingly joined the cult of safety, and at that moment stopped being suspicious of anything, and became like those Cubans, who rather than be outraged they have no food, just want to make sure their neighbor doesn't have any more food than they do. And you've seen this, this psychological coup d'etat. Once a nation has been broken of its dignity and its pride and its ideology of its own personal liberty, can it come back?
7: Well,
4: absolutely. I think it can because there is a contingent in this country of resolute, dissident, uh, you know, liberty loving and free market loving people. Uh, and we have to understand that the free market is what guarantees our liberty. It is actually necessary for freedom. And so when these people are, are talking about destroying the free market and replacing it with stakeholder capitalism, you better understand that means they're taking away your rights because they're, first of all, going after your right of property ownership, their the right of property in yourself, which is the primary property right, and they aim to abrogate that. Uh, and they do it very, very subtly, but and surreptitiously. Uh, but they're doing it no less certainly. So uh, I talk about all that in the book, and exactly what their you know what their tricks are, exactly what their ledger domain involves, and it is very much a sleight of hand that's going on.
3: My home state of Illinois um, has a has a, an unusual transformation that happened in a relatively short period of time. That transformation is the willingness to have politicians who people suspect, and rightfully so, are corrupted, control the mores from from COVID on. They now are passing unconstitutional laws every time they come together, whether it's an attack on the Second Amendment or an attack on property rights with very specific taxation and open racism practiced by the government. Now, Now you have very little resistance there was a mayoral debate last night in chicago and they're all versions of the same fascism there has however been a mass exodus as there has been in new york and new jersey and california i remember reading a professor's book years and years ago he was a former soviet he became a professor on the west coast and he predicted that america would break off into six countries isn't that a more likelihood not six but just a secession movement and really more of an answer than to try to convince these people who have now tasted the power of fascism and they like it. Isn't it better to simply separate from them?
4: Well, I think a secession, if not necessarily physically, geographically, that is, is, is really the right ethos that we need, to, uh, we need to follow. And that is to say, we must refuse this totalitarian regime. If we can cut the strings of the puppet masters from ourselves, and from other, you know, and have other people do the same individually, then we can uh, we can undermine this agenda at least as it applies to ourselves. And this is very much the key of what I'm arguing in the book. Effectively, we need a grand refusal, and uh, this becomes a kind of clarion call. To you know we can't rely on our political leaders that's for sure they're doing us no good this This becomes a matter of individuals undertaking this on their own behalf on the behalf of the of of our of our descendants of our po- of posterity. If we don't do this, we will not leave a legacy of liberty for the future
3: no, and you know it's something as you as you think back to it um aside from World War two. So many of the the conflicts America has participated in hasn't been to squash the kind of government top-down totalitarianism of of, of other countries, but it's been to coordinate with them. When you see this pushback and this division of racism, and you realize that our country has just given, and I know you're not an economist, but I know you're a philosopher, has just given $55 billion dollars to the open slave masters in Africa right now, rather than talk about the people who are slaves in that country. Do you think that the American citizen has just been stupefied and just beat up with mental abuse, that they're not outraged by this kind of, what I think is an unconstitutional payoff to a country that's promoting slave masters, whether it be Africa or Saudi Arabia or so many other countries that we consider allies and we pay them to stay in power? I remember listening to Democrats push back against this kind of thing. They have become the party of the foreign policy war machine and foreign policy corruption, haven't they?
4: Yeah, they've become the neocons uh, and their followers are supporting neocons. So they're effectively, you know, you've got the whole left on the side of the establishment. Um, It's incredible. This was supposed to be the contingent of the population that opposed the so-called ruling class. But here they are, utterly serving them, you know, rather slavishly. So that leaves that leaves another contingent altogether to fight this, and we can't fight it. You know, there's some political pressure we could apply, yes. But for the most part, we're on our own.
3: Yes, that's why I prefer to do it with a tan. <laughs> and not to mention, you see governments around the country really take on this and really stand up for it. And uh, I, I. Florida is not just where I live, it's where I'm proud to to live. And Illinois and New York and New Jersey are where people live because of love and affection and occupational tethers. But nobody's really proud if they have the character of uh, of Americanism. When you were seeing young kids at Hillsdale, are you then motivated and more optimistic? Because I do believe, I've had some encounters recently with some young people, I do believe they are going to reject being serfs
4: Absolutely. They're, they're, they're rejecting the serfdom that's uh, being foisted on on their comp peers and they have had it with uh, the whole the whole establishment in uh, totalitarianism so they're freedom loving people and they are trying to uh, reassert this liberty movement in, in effect through education uh, through through uh, anti indoctrination because their peers are being, uh, indoctrinated into this regime. And, uh, you know, the United States is not only paying to keep uh, these uh, dictators in other countries uh, in power, we're also paying them not to develop their economies. Uh, we're bribing them right. to keep developing uh, uh, industrial production because we're, being, we're, we're telling them that it's unsustainable. So uh, this is unbelievable. Uh, and we have sectors of our our, our government agencies that are actually paying the world economic forum we 're actually paying you know taxpayers are paying for this servitude. Uh, all of this has to stop and uh, we, we need to we need to do something about it we need to reject it and we need to find a way to uh, to marshal a grand refusal of this agenda
3: and when you 're unraveling the agenda with your kids and you're showing them. How Americans are paying off these failed governments, not just around the world, but in their own country. Are they catching that? How can this be that the more government fails, the more money it gets and the more power it gets and the American government thrives on the failure rather than the successes of of government?
4: and all of these leaders fail upwards I, I, it's amazing the more the more devastating they, uh, their their policies and actions and performance the more they're promoted and extolled by the uh, by the power to be they they actually fail upwards and uh it's it's astounding and, and and they're they're basically being rewarded just for being you know obsequious and uh and uh, you know acquiescing to the regime and so they promote the most unqualified people because the, the totalitarian regime loves unqualified people because they are the loyalists. They know that they've gotten their position on the basis of pure political loyalty and not competence and so they they are that's why the regime promotes them and the regime gets in exchange it gets these loyalists So, you know, anytime you see this kind of, uh, you know, uh, unqualified elevation of individuals, you know you're under totalitarianism.
3: I love it, and I'm looking forward to going through the entire book, which is out now, The Great Reset and the Struggle for Liberty. In the meantime, I, I, I know you're a professor, and I know you're a philosopher, and I don't mean to talk religion per se, but have you come to the same conclusion I have after watching Davos Listening to Klaus Schwab, do you believe that God has the sense of humor of Don Rickles, or is it just me?
4: <laughs> well, I do believe that these people are, you know, whatever metaphysical you know, point you want to make, it, it, these people are evil. Yes. Uh, they, they oppose the human race in general. Uh, they're against our interests, so they're evil, at least on a, 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 a political and economic uh, uh Fear, um, sorry, level, but they're yeah. also, I think, spiritually evil. Uh, really? And uh, they, they show us this all the time.
3: Dr. Michael Reckinwald, where can my people go to uh, see some more of your writings and to purchase your book?
4: Uh, they can go to michaelreckinwald.com, and everything there besides the books is free, all the essays, uh, interviews, uh, and so oh. forth. And they can get the book anywhere else, but you can also get it directly from me and avoid the big digital tyrants, if you wish.
3: I so appreciate you making yourself available for me again. I'm going to call on you again, and the next time you release another book, please come here.
4: Oh, Thank you so much, Sean. I would love to.
3: Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560.
0: The Answer. AM 560, the answer.
3: I wanna be. That's the other part that fries me, squirrel. This freak show of demigods. This absolute punchline of all of the enlightened Fabians. You frackin' morons. Put me in Davos. Put one sandwich in the middle on a table. Let's see who eats and who watches. I guarantee you I'm gonna need a napkin every frackin' time. Tom in Blue Island.
8: Sean, happy Friday. Uh, great guest and a professor.
3: Oh, brilliant guy, uh, man. Do, do, just go check out some of his essays. Believe me, once you read them, you're going to buy the book.
8: I hear you. Uh, the pollster, Sean. I grew up in Mount Greenwood. I'm a Mount
5: Greenwood guy. Uh If that guy thinks Paul Vallis is going to be the mayor of Chicago, he's out of his ever-loving mind. He said that crime is the big issue in Chicago. Crime was the big issue when Fathead was running for
8: governor and they called the race in seven minutes. The days of Mount Greenwood and Beverly running
5: the shots are gone, man. He's crazy.
3: He's a pollster and he's, he's a Chicagoan and he has to... First of all, he's a pollster, so I don't think that even where he is, or I don't think that played in. He's just he did a poll, and you know how polls are done—they call five, six hundred people, and uh, that's he just gave you the results. Kasha, Jefferson Park.
7: Hi, Sean. How are you?
3: I love that name. Can I tell you something? I love it. I'm mad oh, thank you. I didn't think you. about it when my wife was pregnant.
7: <laughs> thank yeah. you. It's actually a derivative of Katarzyna, which is Catherine.
3: I love it very very pretty
7: thank you thank you you know i'm calling with a bit of a commentary i really enjoyed actually your segment with matt podgarski i hope paul valis wins i know he's not your favorite candidate um of all the candidates i must say um he is my favorite so far so i'm happy to see him well, Kasha, you know? let me be
3: clear out of what's there he is my favorite candidate i disagree oh, with him and i disagree with him on some major issues the major issue I have with him is, is that to take other people's money and pay for, for, for who, who I view, and I view this and I don't care who it is, if you're willing to kill your child, you're, I don't ever want you near me, around me, around my family. But that's your decision, right? And in, in this society, they say, go ahead. I'm never going to say that's okay, number one. I think you have to be a real piece of garbage to kill your baby. I don't care who you are. And, I, but to I take agree. the money, to take the money. What's the definition of, of, of extortion? What's the definition of intimidation? What's the definition of, of, of government abuse? Is to take the money of people like me, the producers. I'm not one of these scum Democrats who sits on his ass and waits for a handout. I'm the guy paying for this garbage. You're going to take my money, and you're going to pay the low-life doctor that kills an, a defenseless kid? Now the deal's off. The deal's off. And he's not very clear. A woman's right to choose. Get the hell out of here! You're killing a fricking baby. I'm so sick of having this conversation with mittens on. Are you? Who's sticking up for a baby? Not to mention what kind of a lowlife kills their own kid? I'll bring you 50, 50 hitmen, fifty hitmen who've probably killed more people in heart attacks. I don't know one that would kill a stranger's kid, let alone their own. Forget about it. These All are right. scum. Am I going to now reason with these people? On the nuances of Keynesianism, I want, I want him away from me by a 1,000 miles. Thank you very much, Kasha. I love the name. Stay good. I hope you get your win. But then you let <laughs> me talk to Paul Vallis over a, over a hot dog, and I'll straighten him out. All right?
1: All right. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank
3: you, Sean. 312-642-5600.
0: Broadcasting from the petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer.
3: Superman. In the meantime, elevated access for pilots who volunteer to fly passengers for free who seek abortion care. This is on NBC right now. So now you, you, you are you a pilot? We get an elevated status. Why? You fly the rats who are about to kill their babies to the states that kill them with other people's money. You don't even have the dignity to pay for your baby murder yourself, you low-life scumbag. And now there's a big rally. Let's take a look at the crowds. We'll revisit this on Monday. Let's see the crowds and the freak show that advocates for killing the baby. And I want to meet the caballeros that are knocking these heifers up. Number one, and then we'll see the decent people who are fighting for the baby's life. Let's see that. And then let's just secede. We'll pay different taxes, the whole nine yards. We'll have our own military, our own everything, our own airports, and you guys could have all the states you already made sewers and ghettos. Just take them. After all, they're vacant anyway. Move everybody into Chicago, five million square feet, because the dimwit who's balding like she was a middle-aged man because she's shaving it in her head is chasing businesses out of the once great city of Chicago. Paul in Campton Hills.
4: Yeah, Sean, it's simple about the male pan this It's really simple. It's in there, an effort it? to Yeah, in an effort to get the biggest peepee in Chicago Let's do Schwansteiger
3: feel better he, about Schwansteiger.
4: She's puffing up uh, the steroids, which is resulting in male pattern baldness. It's that simple. <laughs> so you think she's writing it up like
3: Lyle Zato. Well, then what's with that body oh, she's yeah. got going on? She's got hips like an Amish yeah, woman. Can, There's no stir right she there. She can throw throw the bra away and get a toupee. Oh, that's a freak show, buddy. My my sympathies to her gynecologist, who I'm pretty sure takes the rest of the day off. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate the call. Uh, Rich, Indian Head Park.
7: Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight?
3: Splendid. Surprisingly well. It's the Good. end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine.
7: Right. Uh, what I wanted to say is, Biden never going to take any responsibility for what he does, he says that he doesn't uh, have any regrets.
3: Do you ever know a gangster? Document. You ever know a scumbag thief? Did you ever grow up with a scumbag? You don't know one? Come on, you're from Indiana yeah, Park. You didn't grow up with one scumbag? Yeah, they ever take responsibility? They're scum.
7: No. But what I'm saying is, he has no regrets about Afghanistan. We lost thirteen. We lost thirteen soldiers there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He has no regrets. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. And, uh,
3: thirteen soldiers. And, we lost thousands, brother. Thousands oh, of talking men and about women.
7: Military people. Oh, so am I'm I talking about the military? So am I.
3: You, lost, you killed thousands of Americans. Not to mention eight trillion dollars over twenty years. Regrets? No, so I'm talking Here's about what you, he's got. He's got morons. Up who can't read or think, who want something for nothing, who are more worried that their neighbor has something they don't have. He has communists and Marxists and Soviets and socialists. He has the greed. He's tapped the greed of the roach, of the leech. They're called Democrats. And they'll take anything. All you got to do is give them something. Hey, you want free cable? All right, good. Then steal and, 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 and be responsible for murder and mayhem. And by the way, bribe slave masters in Africa and Saudi Arabia. They're good with that, too.
7: Yeah, but then he yeah, but then he says he won't he's not gonna change anything. And I have to agree with your last guess. What are we gonna do about this? What can we possibly do?
3: Secede, secede. Because when I leave here I'm putting the top down. Oh, it's a wonderful place to live. You'd love it. Thank you very much. You'd absolutely love it. Had, Jimmy and I just had a meeting of the Florida cabinet, and we had um, uh, a fella, great guy who, who went over the Florida's uh, bond ratings and all that other stuff. And so our debt per capita in the state of Florida is one of the lowest in the country. If you- Oh, and then there's that. Success versus ghetto failure. And what's the answer for ghetto failure? Why oh, I know. Just more money in the ghetto. Years ago, that has
9: failed.
1: I recognize that people in the city don't feel safe.
3: Lightfoot tried to not only. Yeah, yeah. Does she recognize it when she's got her security crew driving to Elmhurst for an afternoon delight? Does she recognize that? You scumbag. You're used to it, though. You love it. Maybe you'll change the outfits, but it'll be the same policies. Anthony
7: McHenry. John, I love you. God bless you. I wanted to say, I think Kamala Harris, you know she she was quiet the last couple of months. she and wasn't quiet she wasn't up. quiet
3: with Willie Wills or uh, uh Willie no, Brown that's what I mean. or uh, I what's the other one? Up. Who's the talk show guy A marine uh, Montell uh, Williams. Uh, remember when she Montel used to parade Williams. around with Montel? Oh yeah,
4: right. Yeah. I think she was lining up her nooner dates with Christopher Ray and uh, Ferris Face. And I think she's the one that blew the whistle on the document. Look, she's so oh, close to being in the just, captain's seat, come on. and she thinks she's got a better chance of beating Michelle if she comes out of the closet as president versus running in the primary. What do you think? I think she's behind this whole fucking story I't I couldn't
3: pay attention after you said Kamala Harris and blew the whistle. Thank you very much, Anthony. It's just how my mind works. It's sick.
1: Do you have any plans to visit the border in Arizona? I visited the border. I will not on this trip, but I, I have, and I will again.
3: <laughs> I flew by with my head down. That's how I like to travel. Uh Craig and Mount Greenwood.
7: Hey, Sean, thanks for letting me be a part of your program. This show is really popular. There's a, a number of guys I told about it, man, they're hooked. They're all listening, oh, so it's good. really that's very good. I'm loving yeah. it. I'm you're loving it. You're hitting, well, you're hitting out a pocket because you hit bull's eyes all the time. All right, here's what I got to say about that Davo stuff. You got this fat liar, super insincere idiot, uh, Gore, up there getting all dramatic. He does his tears, he does his yelling and screaming. <laughs> He's got all this stuff going. He's talking about the uh, rain bombs and boiling oceans and all stuff. Worried about count- counting toilet paper. Like, hey, they got over a thousand private jets. They're all over the world. Of private
3: jets.
1: are they doing?
3: Fifteen hundred, brother. Didn't you hear me the other day? Fifteen hundred, and you can't land in Davos because Davos. It's like the hills are alive with the sound of music. It's absolutely lovely. So you have to land outside the hills. Then they take a helicopter into a helipad in Davos. Then they take a, an Escalade limousine. They're all Escalades. And they drive them to their luxurious stay. It's
7: are they electric-powered? Are they powered by electric?
3: The only thing that's electric-powered is in the, is in the uh, room in case uh, Kamala Harris comes. That's it. Thank you very much, electric-powered. What are you, nuts? Everything comes from oil. Every fracking thing, you idiots. You got nothing. You're all selling a scam. Your electric cars suck. Your windmills suck. Your solar panels suck.
10: And they're all made of oil understand the definition of energy. Electricity can charge your iPhone, but it can't make your iPhone. It can Max. make the defibrillator in the hospital work, but it can't make the defibrillator. You know, take a look in your house. He got for like morons. Hospital, trying to identify something that was not made with fossil fuels. That's, That's the There is no backup plan. They're so motivated to go to zero emissions, they're forgetting the one basic fact. All the 6,000 products we have in our daily lives, communications, electronics, the medical industry, on and on it's, it's, all made made with
3: with yeah, it's all made with oil. Ask that 20-year-old Dimbo. Bimbo. What's her name? The child actress. Greta Van or Greta Thornburg. Ask that dummy what she thinks.
1: From your team. Sure. I mean, first of all, we have to, again, get Congress to act. I can't emphasize that enough. I mean, governors certainly are dealing with it on the front lines in a place like Arizona.
3: You had Congress. Hey, tramp. You had Congress for two years. Hey, you easy peasy trampola. You had Congress. Boy, you're virtually useless with your clothes on. Ignacio Sugar Spring hey, Grove. Yeah. Hi, Horne. Hey, one thing
8: that uh, Lightfoot and her panhandling for the illegals, money, and the same thing as the mayor of New York I'm not hearing much about, is the Democrat mantra is that illegals don't cost us any money. But yet these people are begging for money to pay for all the expenses
9: of housing the illegals.
3: Ignacio, did you see what the the hotels in in New York? Did you see the chaos?
9: 500 bucks a night.
3: Did you see the hotel by O'Hare? Chaos. Absolute chaos. And we pay for it, brother. You and me. And I can't help but notice your name, which I'm sure I'm butchering. That doesn't sound like a name you got from uh, Holland. Where are you from? Cuba. There you go, brother. And you understand the, psychologically, the psychological coup d'etat that this country is going under right now. Where in Cuba, yep. there is how many Cubans that love being communist Because they find the equality in slavery that they love. And they'll turn in their neighbor if they have a stake that they don't have, but they won't fight for their own, right?
8: John, this is Cuba 2.0 for us. This is bad. Yeah, it
3: is. At least Fidel Castro had cigars and a costume. Thank you very much. I appreciate the call, brother. 312-642-5600.
0: Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome. On The Sean Thompson Show, on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. It's the end of the world, as
3: we know it. It's the end of the world. The American Dark Ages, that's for sure.
2: All right, happy two year anniversary to us.
3: Uh. <laughs> two years only? All right. Inflation compounded 14%. Quality of your life, depletion of savings, people late on their mortgage, credit card debt through the roof, write offs through the roof, late on mortgage payments. 63% of Americans not only living hand to mouth, but can't write a check for $700? And you did all that in two years? Woo! What are the next two years going to look like? Hopefully a secession. Jill and Moni.
7: Hi, this is Jill Collins from Moni. Uh, on the all side right. yesterday, Kellyanne Conway asked the question, how many times has the doctor visited Joe Biden and how many times have they delivered oxygen there from the sacred Service?
3: <laughs> did she have an answer? I mean, Joe no. looks great. He looks like the Reverend on Poltergeist. He looks absolutely yeah. fantastic. He's doing wonderful. You think he could do a jumping jack? Can he explain Conway. why his socks are wet? In the meantime, I like Kellyanne Conway. I truly do. But I don't get that why very strange-looking Wayne Newton look lookalike she's married to. I don't like that guy.
7: Yeah, yeah. but do you think there's any way to find out anything, or will they ever dig into that? with the uh, Are you,
3: Secret Service. Jill, you sound so wonderful. You're probably one of these wonderful people who think everybody wants honesty and integrity. Joe Biden has been an asset of enemies to this country, foreign and domestic, for five decades. You, you're going to find out about oxygen. I know. He's, he, he lives in three mansions. Well, so the Ox- he li- The but, DuPont but, mansion he bought in 1982. What's his, what's his net worth? How does this idiot own all of this
7: oh, real estate? I, yeah, I, be- I listen to you all the time. I watch Fox News all the time. I agree totally, but why would you bring that up if she didn't maybe know something?
3: I don't know, Joe, but I can tell you what I can bring up. You're going to get a T-shirt. There you go. Good enough. In the meantime, he does look like the guy from Poltergeist, and he's got that same creepy, creepy, creepy weirdness around children. Oh.
1: Hi. Are
3: you lost, sweetheart? Are
1: you afraid, honey? Well, why don't
3: you
5: come with me?
3: Now, I sense a whisper there, don't you? Didn't you hear a whisper among that poltergeist preacher?
5: Well, let me be very clear. If any of these bills make it to my desk, I will veto them. I think we're on
3: something. I think he was the Reverend Poltergeist. There's no question about it. Gus in Greektown. God, I used to love going to Greektown, yes. Gus. Yeah, it's
7: not what it once was. But um, two things. Jesse Smollett, a few years ago, so, American yeah. country... All that stuff, you don't hear a word out of it. Yeah. And every time I hear about Darvos, I think
3: of Kojak. Oh, it's come Now, you're obviously Greek, right? You can't put Telly Savalas, a man, with the son of a Nazi, Klaus Schwab, just because they're bald. Telly Savalas, a man. Cig- cigarette or lollipop, man. Klaus Schwab right. is the guy who's tied to his bedpost with a red ball in his mouth and a leather mask on waiting for Kamala Harris to get there. Come on. Thank you, Gus. See, you mentioned Greek Town. We start to get all kind of free. How much time I got? You know how many times I used to go to Greek Town? I used to park my car right there. And we go to Greek islands, the best, with the lamb, braised with the artichoke and heart. Oh, maronami. Phenomenal. Those days are over. Now it's a ghetto sewer where you don't valet your car. You just give it away to a CPS student who can't read. I'll be back after this.
0: From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck,
3: What a treat for you. He was the U.S. ambassador to the Netherlands during the Trump administration. He served 18 years in the U.S. House of Representatives back when we were a representative republic. Out of the 2nd District of Michigan. Served as the chairman and ranking member of the House Intelligence Committee. Back when our house had intelligence. He is Peter Huckstra. It is another segment of Pete and Sean Save the World. I like to do Sean and Pete, but we'll do Pete and Sean. How are you,
8: Pete? I'm doing just fine. Great to
3: be with you. Thank you. I am fine with Sean and Pete. All right, good. We're going to go with Sean and Pete. And then in the meantime, Sean and Pete wouldn't allow a lot of the skullduggery that's going on right now. We wouldn't allow this. I uh, really am upset that so many of the policies harm America and enrich all of the enemies to America that have bribed the crack whoremongering son of the president.
8: Couldn't have said it any better myself.
3: (laughs) I mean, it's astonishing. When I see, I I think of you often, in particular when I see policies of open bribery and an open payoff by the sitting president and the Democrat mafia. For instance, let me just give you one. And I know, you know, we could talk about a lot of stuff. When I saw $55 billion just go to the continent of Africa, I knew that this wasn't going to go to the people who do not have plumbing or the slaves in the open slave markets in Libya. I knew it wasn't going to go to help any of them. It's in fact going to go to the slave masters. And there's no specificity to any of the policies. How is this possible?
8: Well, it's really, uh, Sean, it's a very thing, interesting thing you bring up. Think of all the money that not only the government, uh, but others have invested to you know, develop Africa and its potential with, you know, the natural resources it has uh, over the last 40, 50, 60 years. And there's been minimal, if any, progress in terms of economic development, uh, stability uh, for the average person in African countries. Uh, It is, uh, you know, it's been corruption. Uh, Yeah, there's been a transfer of wealth. From developed countries to Africa, but it's been to a very, very small number of <laughs> corrupt still... individuals,
3: and we keep doubling down on this. We keep the... now. Here is the thing: I, I don't like corporatism. You and I are not corporatists; we're propertyists, we're often referred to as capitalists. We like integrity that benefits all of the people. There is only one system that does that, and that is with the laissez-faire system. Yet we continue to not only enrich totalitarian. Hell holes, but we strengthen their corrupt governments and this is something that i see us repeat in africa we repeat in the middle east we repeat in the, in the former soviet union and you were the head of u.s intelligence why is it that nobody can figure out this president appears to be all evidence point to an asset of enemies foreign and domestic simple end of story why can't anyone figure this out? Why else would you give this kid all this money, one point five billion from China, all the rest of it? It's and yet our policies enrich the very pimps that have turned out the horse.
8: Yeah, we may have talked about this before, Sean. One of the best decisions I made in Congress, uh, and it's a blind squirrel, you know, finding a nut every once in a while. But when you know, when in two thousand two thousand and one, uh, the Clinton and the Bush uh, regimes were pushing to provide china with permanent normal trade relations uh you know corporate america came to me and said pete you gotta you gotta vote for this this is what's going to bring china into the modern era it's going to open up china it's going to make them a rules-based country uh and i said you know i just don't see it uh at least not in the short term and who knows what happens in the long term but in the short and medium term i don't see it so I've, I voted against it. I've been a China hawk for a long time. Uh, and we saw what happened for, you know, the last 21, 22 years. China has taken advantage of the, you know, this new status that they had as a global trading partner. Uh, and they took advantage of it every step of the way. Uh, you know, Donald Trump confronted China. Uh, But we still haven't confronted China in the way that it does business, and the way that it operates. Uh, You know, we still don't. And the Biden administration, I fear, is, uh, you know, they were they came. Well, they don't have a policy towards China. Okay, I don't know if it was, you know, they they thought they were going to be tough. And then, you know, now it looks like they're going back to, uh, you know, a more standard trade relationship with China. Probably a lot of it do because of the relationships Uh, that china has developed into the democratic party and that they've developed specifically into the biden family
3: and this is the part that we need to tackle and you and i understand this you were a man of character when you were a representative you're in a crowd of about nine the reality is we have a system of open pay-to-play open bribery the fact that we allow congress people to have their own PACs and I'll, I'll speak specifically of Adam Kinzinger. He has his own pack. Now, you can't give him, what's the limitation? 1900? I can't give him 1900, but I could give his pack 19 million. We've got right. politicians that never worked a day in their life. A day in their life. And yet, they all have tax free income that they pretend is not income. But if they take a hooker to lunch and they talk about a policy, it's a write off. I mean, you know, Pete, at a certain time, we're going to have to start speaking truth to the to the mafia. Uh,
5: we,
8: we really are. And, you know, the American people in you know, I, I wrote an op ed last week uh, about some of this corruption, because it's, you know, to me, it's frightening because it, a lot of it's coming directly out of our intelligence community. You know, the uh, Swalwell, yeah. Adam Kenzie or not Adam, uh, uh, Adam Schiff. Oh, this is a guy. This is this is the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee who goes on the floor of the House of Representatives and states to his colleagues. I have more information as chairman of the Intelligence Committee uh, that right now we can't share with you. But let me tell you, we've got the goods on Donald Trump. And it's like two, three years later. No, you don't. You didn't then, and you don't now, and you never had the goods on Donald Trump. But you know, and he was telling the American people he was going on, you know, the cable news show across the country, across all spectrums, telling them, you know, I no, 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 we've got much more information that is so damning to Donald Trump. Uh, just trust me. Uh, and a lot of the media trusted him, and they they got proven to be wrong. But you know, this is not just the last, you know, the last years. You know, I go back, uh, you know, I left Congress in 2011. I know. And in, two, in 2013, Jim Clapper, he's been given some of these questions before he goes and testifies in front of the U.S. Senate. Senator Ron Wyden asked him at this hearing. Remember, he got these questions the day before. Ask him, does the intelligence community have any mass surveillance programs that would vacuum up data on individual Americans and is it in a database somewhere and the head of our intelligence, the director of national intelligence does not, not to my knowledge. And it's like, I'm sitting at home and I'm out of Congress and it's kind of like he's
3: lying. He's lying. And this is the only place you can lie. It's a house of lies. Yeah. And, 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 and you say, that's why I'm glad you're out of it because I, I, I think any longer and you would have been uh, either Seth Rich or, 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 or are susceptible to it because it has to be quite alluring when you realize the kind of money we're talking about. And when you go through some of your former colleagues, Nancy Pelosi is the greatest. Her assets when you include yeah. real estate is in the hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, yeah. You, you I mean, know, when you you see that it's derivatives of foreign investments, of foreign bribery and front running, and yet yeah. we run politicians run on this, but they never really do anything about it. Do you think yeah. shouldn't we start there? Yeah. And maybe we could solve our foreign policy bribery issues.
8: Well, I mean, you know, you had the former uh, chairman of the Senate intel, the ranking Republican on the Intelligence Committee, uh, who. Was implicated in terms of stock trading Hmm. uh, based on information. I think it was regarding uh, when COVID was coming out and the seriousness of the pandemic and those types of things. And he made some uh, stock trades. And, you know, he, in effect, uh, uh, I think, acknowledged his guilt. He resigned as the lead Republican on the Senate Intelligence Committee. Uh, You know, then it went through an investigation and you know, now people have just come out and said, well, you know, we've investigated uh, it and uh, he really didn't do anything wrong. Well, you know what? If he hadn't done anything wrong, he shouldn't have resigned as the lead Republican on the Senate Intelligence Committee. Right. But, you know, with the members in the House and the Senate actively engaged in stock trading, uh, and it's like, well, you know, they've got no inside information. It's like,
3: <laughs> are you kidding me they, you know, they, they have it's an insult to everyone's yeah. intelli- it's an insult to everyone's intelligence, but when you take a look at what's happening in Davos and you see the idea that representatives, the heads of our bureaucracies, be they the FBI or the EPA and the rest of it, are getting this instruction to change the trajectory and to neuter American energy companies, but moreover create an entire fictitious sector. None of it works. All of it based in oil. All of it seven times expensive than what we have right here. And you realize the kind of money you're talking. You're talking trillions of dollars. And it is being directed from what I call the Fourth Reich only because Klaus Schwab, his father was Eugen Schwab, the the flamethrower, Nazi maker. But the reality is this is a foreign entity that is controlling American policy in the open. And all of the politicians that are there are recipients of these policies. I mean, I'm from Chicago, but there's a, a certain amount of open bribery. You have to kind of say, that's enough.
10: Well,
8: because the folks at Davos want one thing. They want global government. They, you know, they are, they are, they are not for nationalism, okay? The, uh, you know, they believe in these massive federal, not federal, international government agencies, you know, coming off of the U.N. or wherever they are, setting policies for all of us. And basically what this becomes is a race to the bottom. Yes. Uh, You know, when, when you've got nationalism and you've got, you know, whether you like the slogan or not, but, you know, when Americans are focused on making our country great and the strongest and the best and most productive country in the world, uh, you know, we are unleashing the you know, creativity and the energy of America, you know, 300 and some million Americans each and every day when you are letting people and you know, the folks that are at Davos set your agenda. Uh, think about, you know, if we had if we were really in America's best interest right now, we would be unleashing America's energy capabilities. We Correct. would be energy independent. We we, we would be driving uh, economic growth. We would be driving American exports. Uh, we would be there. Would be more money in federal coffers. I'm not going to say then what politicians could spend because yes. tell me, I've watched it. They have an amazing ability to spend. Uh, but there'd be more money in Washington, and we wouldn't be facing this crisis of in June. Hitting our debt ceiling, but when you spend, you know, one point seven trillion dollars in two or three different bills, uh, you know, over a two-year period, of course, you're going to uh, accelerate, you know, your uh, fiscal collapse very quickly. Didn't we and, hit it yesterday, you know, Pete? Didn't we hit it yesterday? So we hit the. Well, I mean, they uh, supposedly we hit the debt ceiling, but through these, you know, now they call them extraordinary. Spending. And it's called just ignore and, uh,
3: it. Just ignore uh, the damn can, rules.
8: They can ignore it until uh, they say that, you know, well, we really won't hit it until, uh, or we won't feel the impact uh, until, now. With some great specificity. We won't hit this until uh, until June 5. And it's like, but, you know, and we saw this before. I was there, you know, for the only four years where we balanced the budget in the late 90s. Um, yes. And it was driven by it was driven by economic growth, some f- fiscal restraint. We didn't decrease spending and we reformed some you know government entitlement programs and we cut taxes and that fueled our economy. And, you know, the, the sad thing is we were bookended by the Bushes. OK, yes, uh, we got we started the 90s with one Bush who said, you know, read my lips. I won't increase taxes. Uh, And then we uh, bookended that with, uh, you know, George Bush. Break the rules uh, of
3: capitalism to to save it. That's my favorite. Yes. Yeah.
8: Um, And, uh, you know, and what did he do? He promised, you know, the big thing was uh, we were going to get rid of the Department of Education. And what did this Republican conservative president do? Gave us the biggest increase in the role of the federal government in education with no child left behind. Uh, and then to follow up on that, he, he broke every spending rule uh, in the book and uh, you know, put us back on a trajectory of, of massive deficit spending.
3: But you also had congressmen such as yourself who understood what a representative republic was and how important, the most important, Congress was, and you held that power jealously. And now it doesn't matter who's in Congress because the agenda is set, sadly, not even from the and diapers calling himself president, but from a world government. And these particular Republicans don't even want to have the argument. We talked more about the bastardization of the, of the debt ceiling in this segment than they did all day yesterday or today because they don't want it to shut down. They don't have the fortitude to do the right thing, they're afraid to look at people and say, it's enough. There is nothing. We are bankrupt. It's enough. And the only way you can fix the problem is if you're willing to at least confront it. These are cowards, and they're more interested in self-enrichment and self-aggrandizing power than they are the right thing. What do you think of that?
8: The uh, You're not going to get an argument from me. OK, we're, we're going to see exactly what they're going to do over the next four to five months. But I think most Americans, again, realize uh, yeah, that we are at the limit. OK, this cannot continue. Uh, and remember, all of this debt has been financed by low interest uh, you know, financing. But now that the interest rates are going back up, our cost of financing this debt is going to double or triple. Yes. Uh, in the next in, in the next few years. Um and, you know, the, let me, yeah you know, yes, we're run by these folks who buy into globalism. Uh, I thought where you were going to go is saying, you know, who are we run by? We're run by the bureaucrats. Yes. We're run by the bureaucracies. Okay. You know, you've got the FBI, you've got the Department of Homeland Security, and you have the director of national intelligence sitting down with Twitter and determining what is fake news and what Twitter can promote and what they should suppress. And this was going on at Facebook and YouTube and all of these other places. This is the, this is the bureaucrats censoring what we can go on and you say, well, you know, Pete, it's, it's not that bad. And it's of like, well, wait a minute. No, they're the ones that, you know, not only, you know, censored the Hunter Biden laptop story, which could have changed an election. They're the ones that for two, two and a half years said, uh-uh, COVID, it's it's naturally occurring. Whereas two and a half years later, there's more and more evidence that this came directly from a lab in China. They're the ones that censored anybody that was critical of vaccines. These are the bureaucrats. This is Dr. Fauci. How can you question science? I am science. I am right. And now you have all of these reports and studies coming out and saying, Ooh, this, these vaccines were never as good as what they were advertised to be. And we're now finding that there may be a whole lot of, uh, there may be a whole lot of side effects that nobody ever anticipated. And, but these were government bureaucrats uh, who censored public debate and ridiculed anyone who disagreed with them. The power of the bureaucracy has become unbelievable. And, you know, as a Twitter, as more and more of this comes out on Twitter, you know, you've got to help me understand why are the American people, where are the American people who are
3: not, why are they not furious Florida.
8: with
9: this?
3: We're in Florida. Yeah, that's right. And I want We're you all to go to Florida. Here. And the other thing, too, Peter, is that I'm that serious about it. I don't like anybody. I really don't. I like a handful of people. I like you. Why aren't you in the game anymore, brother?
8: Well, I am. I I do my you know I do my writing. Um, no, I want you, know, you to run the, for something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, uh, we're going to be in Florida beginning March. Around the first of March, we'll come and come and we'll come and talk to you. Oh, um, please do! The, I want uh, you.
3: I'm going to get my your information. I I, I mean it. I want to take you for a cigar. Yeah. Go for lunch.
8: Yeah, um, I'll tell you because the uh, it, I'm not I'm not I'm not unwilling to get engaged in the fight. I mean, you know, I'll tell you when. When I led the fight against No Child Left Behind, uh, you know George Bush never pronounced my name properly uh, again for the next seven uh, years.
3: Don't take it as uh, but an it insult. Was a, he couldn't.
8: Yeah, yeah. It was a fight. It was a fight worth having. We lost, uh, but uh, yeah, and no. I mean, uh, I, I'm committed to uh, to staying in the fight and making whatever difference I can because it is. You know, we we face multiple threats. We face a real yeah. threat from China. Uh, and russia we come face on, we, a real threat from from the globalists we finance uh, we face this a real th- yeah and we face and a real threat from our own bureaucrats yeah. um, who believe they know better where this country needs to go than what we do
3: come on we start with t-shirts we'll have to put your name first pete and sean save the world pete hoekstra thank you for not just coming on my show but everything you did when you were in the sewer the house of lies And uh, you stood for principle. That's exactly what we need. Pete Hoekstra, thank you. Always good to be with you. Hey, thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this.
8: This
0: is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Russia's,
3: former Soviet Union stealing our money. However, what I will do is comment on something really good that happened in a really bad place, Eagle's Nest of the Fourth Reich Davos. Now before I uh, play this clip, I want to articulate the biggest problem in Donald Trump's administration, and it probably comes from a decent place. Most decent people do this. They mistake, in the time of need, strangers as having the same intention and the same character and conscience of themselves. So they they pretend that other people have those same good patriotic intentions. Big Pharma does not. They make their money in making us just sick enough to pay the bill, giving us just enough hope to think that they're doing anything better for us hoping that humanity in the uh, 21st century doesn't look at the life timelines of the 15th century to see that they're not doing jack for us. But in the meantime, when you turn to such culprits and such scoundrels as Pfizer, it's only because you don't know the history of Pfizer, Moderna, J&J, Anything with the DuPont name and the rest of it.
4: I'm honored to stand here today with dedicated colleagues from within the Department of Justice as well as beyond it to announce a historic settlement with Pfizer Incorporated, a pharmaceutical manufacturer, and its subsidiary Pharmacy, Pharmacia and Upjohn uh, company arising out of civil and criminal allegations relating to Pfizer's allegedly illegal promotion of various drugs.
3: Illegal promotion of various drugs. Now, this was way back in 2010. But everybody should realize who this company is, the character they have, and the history of defrauding the people.
4: Most notably, Bextra. In a combination civil and criminal settlement, Pfizer has agreed to pay $2.3 billion, the largest health care fraud settlement in the history of the Department of Justice. $2.3
3: billion in a fraud settlement, which means they pick that number. They said, we'll give you $2.3 billion, to nip it in the bud. That's what nipping in the, in the bud looks when big pharma settles. Now you have history of what this incompetent, corrupt company has done to mankind. Well, I'm delighted to be joined again by uh, Professor Robert Clancy from Australia. Uh, Professor Clancy holds the Order of Australia, for services to uh, medicine and immunology. He's an um, Emeritus Professor of Pathology and still does
9: some work as a consultant physician. So, Robert, thank you for coming back and, and welcome, of course. My, my great pleasure, John.
10: Robert, uh, there's a few things I've
3: been mulling around in my mind, and uh, it's good to get some outside confirmation or indeed contradiction if it turns out I'm wrong. But we believe that the UK government
9: is... is uh, is planned a, a, co- a cooperation with Moderna to produce 250 million uh, messenger ribonucleic acid
3: uh, vaccines a year in the UK. And there's a similar plan to producing 100 million doses of
9: mRNA vaccine a year planned for Australia.
3: But has any of it worked? Has any of it worked? What exactly has it done to people?
9: John, I think that firstly, that, that's absolutely right. Uh, we know that the messenger RNA uh, vaccines are systemically uh, spread we, we know that from post-mortem studies and various uh, even endocardial biopsy studies in uh, humans with myocarditis following vaccines, we know that these cells are producing antigens, in this case spike protein, on their surface uh, we know that uh, spike protein can be found in the blood for weeks at least weeks After the vaccine and something that has probably not discussed much, but probably should have, is that when the cells take up the messenger RNA, many of these cells, even locally, circulate. They don't stay where they are. Uh, They're not static. And so there is no question that messenger RNA is going to be expressing its antigen, its protein that it's coding for uh, throughout the body.
3: Now, that's why it's leading to things like stroke. Bell's palsy, the jimmy leg, and unexplained sudden deaths, heart attacks, blood clots, and all kinds of problems. So in Davos, the CEO of Pfizer was confronted by a Canadian news organization named Rebel News. And I'll tell you what, I am a fan of these guys.
0: Mr. Borla, can I ask you... When did you know that the vaccines didn't stop transmission? How long did you know that without saying it publicly? Thank you very much. Why I'm won't sorry. To that question. I mean, we, we now know that the vaccines didn't stop transmission. But why did you keep it secret? You said it was 100% effective, then 90%, then 80%, then 70%. But we now know that the vaccines do not trans, stop transmission. The whole time he's why scampering away. Why did you keep that away. secret? Have a nice day. I won't have a nice day until I know the answer. Why did you keep it a secret that your vaccine
7: did not stop transmission? Is it time to apologize to the world, sir, to give refunds back to the countries that poured all their money into your vaccine that doesn't work, your ineffective vaccine? Yeah, you have a little bit of it. Are you
3: not ashamed of what you've done in the last couple of years? Our Congress should be asking these questions. And then they should really be looking into the death toll. They should really be looking into the hyper-reaction by governments around the world, but more importantly, What exactly are the risks?
1: Right now is 8.05. It's time for your morning rush here. The CDC says there could be a safety issue with Pfizer's updated COVID-19 vaccine. New numbers reveal a possible increase in a certain type of stroke in people 65 and older who recently received one of the updated boosters. This potential risk was detected using a monitoring system that call the vaccine safety data link seniors might be more likely to have these kinds of strokes within the first But we
3: don't know about anything and yet our government still insists we put this in babies as young as six months old pfizer is just going to do what settle and then come up with another scam 312-642-5600
0: he believes in freedom, capitalism and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560 The Answer. AM560 The Answer.
2: Fantastic Friday.
3: Don't forget to party like a Ukrainian lobbyist or a Russian arms dealer or a broker for Raytheon. In the meantime, I know that the pharmaceutical companies were given immunity by Donald Trump. Huge, 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 huge mistake. But the propagandists weren't. The doctors that knowingly sold this lie weren't. Doctors like Leanne Wynn Wait, that's a weird name. What is that, Dutch? Like Leanne Wynn of CNN.
6: One other thing that we're seeing now, and I think this is a response to the rise of Delta, is more willingness among governmental authorities and others to mandate the vaccine. We saw that yesterday the VA said it's gonna require the vaccine for its employees. We saw the mayor of New York, the governor of California. Do you anticipate seeing more in this vein, more
2: requirements? Yes, and it cannot come soon enough. We have hit a wall when it comes to vaccinations in this country. We're just not going to get even where close to the vaccine levels that we need in order to prevent another surge
3: of. um, Dr. Leanne Wynn of CNN both should be mentioned in a lawsuit, because what we now know is this vaccine did nothing but make corrupt scumbags rich and poison a lot of people, apparently.
0: Apologies to the public, sir.
7: Are you proud of it? You've made millions on the backs of people's entire livelihoods. How does that feel, to walk the streets as a millionaire on the backs of the regular person at home in Australia, in England, in Canada?
3: Like every fascist coward, he says nothing.
9: The vaccines themselves, uh, there are now those starting to say we're not quite so sure about the long-term impacts. Do you have a view... Uh, on uh, how, how good the vaccines are and whether they were carefully evaluated? The evaluation of the vaccines
3: relied on uh, a randomized control trial. In a randomized trial, uh, there are uh, you know, tens of thousands of people who were assigned either randomly to the vaccine arm or to a control, control group. Uh, the trials didn't ask and didn't check whether it stopped you from getting infected with COVID at all. Maybe you had very mild infection. Uh, it, but that's not what they were telling me.
2: Of coronavirus and the development of new mutations and new variants over time. Really, what we need to do is to make a decision as a society. I mean, we have laws, for example, against drunk driving. You can drink in your home or in private if you would like, but we have a law saying that if you want to get behind a wheel where you could potentially endanger other people, then that. just has got that hum. It drives me nuts not allowed. That's against the standards of conduct in our society. I think at some point, we need to make a similar decision about the vaccine. You can remain unvaccinated if you so choose. But if you want to be in public and potentially could be infecting others with a dangerous and sometimes fatal disease that's highly transmissible, then there is an obligation of society. I mean,
3: there's no obligation to you, rat fascist pigs. And the idea that I have something in my body that I'm living with but could take you guys out that's like Viagra for me in the meantime I'm not taking your experiment I saw the scam for what it was three years ago now it's time to start naming doctors news organizations and propagandists of fraud in libel suits after all Pfizer doesn't mind settling they've already settled the biggest for lying in the past this was a fun show I can't believe how fast this show goes are you sure I gotta go squirrel? all right well, if we're going to go, everybody party like a Ukrainian lobbyist. Have a wonderful, fantastic Friday. Do not go in the city of Chicago. And if you do, serpentine back and forth to your car. And if one of these CPS honor students who can't read or say the worst word ask demands your car, give it to them. Odds are, if you're driving a Jeep, they're coming for you. In the meantime, have a good weekend. Be safe. Be proud. We come through American Dark Ages. We're Americans.
4: And right. Side.
3: Stay safe. Have a good weekend. Talk to you on Monday. Don't just have a great night.
5: Have an American night. Three-star
0: general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.